Hey, welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. It's me, SK, and I got McCarter here with me. What's up, everyone? <laughs> On today's episode, we interviewed Tim McCormick from Cultured Biologics, um, a nutrient company that does all carbon based nutrients. Yeah, they're based out of Denver. We had such an interesting conversation. Tim is a super interesting and knowledgeable chemist. So he formulated all of the carbon based nutrients slash fertilizers for cannabis products. But he has also worked in produce. So we talked about the citrus issue that's happening with the little bugs that are infesting and basically depleting like all of the oranges and citrus groves in Florida. Yeah, he's worked in coffee, talked about the fungus that's affecting the coffee fields and stuff around the world. It's so crazy. Everything is so connected, and I feel like that's kind of what this all goes back to. (laughs) Totally, yeah. Um, And he really talked a lot about how to heal the world through using good nutrients and about the history of what we've been doing in the U.S. um, depleting nutrients for so long with nitrate-based nutrients. And um, just his holistic view on the whole thing was so beautiful. So refreshing. I learned so much. Yeah, me too. This whole one, my my jaw was dropped the entire interview. I just kept saying, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So yeah, great episode. I'm super excited. I'm always excited. Fuck. Yeah, we're we're (laughs) both just so excited for you all to hear this one. Um, Yeah. It was was really interesting. So I hope you find that too. And shout out to Weed Maps. Download the Weed Maps app today. For Android and iPhone, it is free. You can look at weed, different products, different strains, find your local dispensaries with good deals, and order online. It is awesome. Check it out today. It will be linked in the show notes. Nice. Yeah. And um, follow us on Instagram at HighMindedPod. Stay high. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter featuring SK, my co-host. Hey, hey. I'm very excited to bring on Tim McCormick to the show. Welcome. Welcome, Good to be here finally. I know. It's taken us third time's the charm. Third time's the charm. (laughs) We had two snowstorms that canceled us out, (laughs) but we finally made it happen. And we're doing it. Woohoo! So... First of all, we are well. We we can consume too, but I do like to give a little. Can you just introduce yourself? Yeah. And tell us what you do and what got you into the <clears throat> cannabis space. Oh, um, Jesus, that's a, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my background's in chemistry. Um, became a business owner about four or five years ago. Um, my best friend, we were just working for another company, and we was like, let's just do this ourselves. So, Fuck yeah. Uh, my yes. best friend, Greg, he's our marketer. My other best friend, Johnny, he's our sales guy. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's the three of us just kind of doing it. <laughs> so you formulated your own nutrients mm-hmm. for cannabis grows. Yes. So, 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 okay, they do the sales. Sorry, he does the marketing. No, 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 you're quite <laughs> fine. And I, I do the formulation part of it. Oh, cool. So, wow. like, so my background's in chemistry. Holy fuck. Um, so you, original... you're the one that knows <laughs> all the things. Yeah, yeah I'm the nerd. <laughs> Definitely. Nice. Wow. Um, so, yeah, no, I know. I have background in chemistry. Um, originally started off in biofuels, you okay. know, um, wanted to make the world a better place type thing. Yeah, um, as we all do. As, right. right. <laughs> and so I, I, I have an affinity to it. I have a calling to it. Um, so, you know, kind of got through that in the beginning of college, 
towards the end of college, got into compound pharmacy. So, like, making medicine, making drugs. Yeah. Drugs. Uh, <laughs> can, so, you, can you so, extract, like, mescaline and stuff? Uh, like, they did teach us how to do that. Uh, they uh, they also made us sign so something cool. that we wouldn't, like, do things illegally and things like that. Too. Right. But, you know, uh. it's, you, you know it's, it's funny. See, like, all the kids' light up, face light up when you go into pharmacology class and they start teaching you, like, this is what it's going to be. And then you start having tests over, like, making stuff. And like, all the kids were like, yeah, we'll never do that. Never, you know, but it's like, <laughs> you know, on so, um, but I really wanted to make natural medicine and it all stems from cannabis because my, like Danny with his curing his brain tumors with cannabis, my, right. my brother is very similar in the aspect. He has osteochondroma, which wow. is like bone spurs on like little growths on your bones and they push your muscles and tendons out. It's very, oh very, very painful. Wow. And so brother 14 years old just started consuming against my mom's and I's discretion <laughs> and went back for the next year and mind you the only procedure to, to get these bone spurs off of you is to slice you open and chisel whoa no oh yeah Stop. so they sliced his nerve ending on his knee and he's like fuck oh. this I'm not ever doing this again and so oh um, he started consuming cannabis, went back the next year for an x-ray, and doctors like, oh, your bone tumors are gone. Whoa. Uh-huh. And, Shut and, up. And, 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 and grand, this is oh not like a, this is like a, a phase three clinical analysis, peer-reviewed paper I'm telling you about. So as an anecdote for my brother. But yeah, he wow. didn't have any more bone tumors after he started consuming cannabis. Wow. And it turns out part of, your, part of your CB1, CB2 receptors interact with your skeletal system. Wow. When you have a mis uh, uh, a misregulation of something, the endocannabinoid system in your body can actually re-regulate and fix some issues that you might be having on, like underlying in your body. Wow! Oh my god! It's an amazing plant, and this is where like I like I said, the whole podcast I can get into because like this is where I wanted to like make like, natural medicine. We gotta from, have you back. You know? <laughs> like, one hour is not gonna be enough. <laughs> That's fine. I, you know, anytime you want me, I'm right across right across the way. Oh yeah. So, nice. but yeah, no and. Seeing that, and I've always had bad knees because I was playing sports my whole life as sure. a kid. And so my mom's college thing was like, you're going to play college ball. My mom's like uh, career thing, she's like, you're going to play professional ball. So like from uh, the time I was like in six years old to 16, I was playing sports. So she was like pushing it hard. Oh, yeah. But they don't teach you in sports how to like heal yourself. Take care and of yourself. Yeah, you take well, care of yourself. Yeah. Now they do. It's starting to be like a common thing. But back in the 90s mm-hmm. when I was playing, like – Concussions happened all the time because the padding in the helmet was really bad. Yeah. Like now they have like all this cool technology. But yeah. So I ended up, you know, um, two days in high school, blew my knee out. And so I was oh. taking, when you know, I went through, they had to, I shredded all the soft tissue in my knee. So when Jesus. they had, yeah, I know. So when they had to go through, they had to slice open my knee and, and, and suck out all the. Oh my God. Yeah, all the, 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 the shredded <laughs> tissue. So my knee since we then need has to been, have like an advisory <laughs> warning on this. <laughs> this might be gruesome. No, it's not, not too bad. But um, I had to go through straight leg brace, and I had to go to a hinge knee brace. And since then, my knee's just not been that way. But uh, so long story short, I was eating eight hundred mil like pharmaceutical grade ibuprofen, eight hundred milligram ibuprofen, um, three four times a day. Oh my gosh. So the side effect on that is uh, photosensitivity issues. I wanted to get into pharmacology. Because I, I wanted to take plants like cannabis. And there's a bunch of a ton, weird Eastern herbs and things that we can isolate and extract. And we can make really cool medicine out of. Instead of this isolation chemistry, we're like, oh, take aspirin. Where we isolate one compound down and you eat one compound. And you need another pill for another pill type mentality. Right. I want to actually make natural medicine. And that's yeah, where like... With like full plant yeah, benefits. And, and, or even find the specific two, three, four, five, six alkaloids inside of there. Isolate them. 
pair them with things, make cocktails, have different regimens from different doctors. Yeah. Do they know what the, the human needs? And they're only limited to the tools that they have. So mm-hmm. you increase the amount of tools that the doctors have to help people with less side effects. That's the whole goal of being a, a ph- pharmacologist, right? Yeah. Like to yeah. be people per person making medicine. So I wanted to get into that, but that's not how our pharmaceutical industry is. Nope. It's very weird. I was going to say, did you watch Dope Sick? <laughs> no. On Hulu? Oh, Do I need to? It's really good, yeah. Is you it? You need to. Well, okay. it's all about the opioid epidemic. Oh, exactly. Yeah. What and, Purdue yeah. Pharma did. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and they, it, I immediately thought of that. I'm like... Yeah. And it's, it's sad because like... They it, just want to make money. They just want to... They, they don't care to, if they fuck people up. A patient cured is a customer lost. Totally. Yeah. They right? want to keep people sick and yeah. just... Oh, it's and so crazy. so. so Along my my journey to what who, where, where I'm at now, um, I randomly a, got out of uh, college. You know, I, not really happy with you know my background in, in pharmacology and like kind of getting out and like where I was gonna go with my future. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was like, I didn't I didn't want to just go into a lab and be a lab rat. I didn't right. want to make poisons that I saw would like yep. have negative side effects for people. So I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And so my best friend, Greg, who's a marketer, and I were working at a hotel taking a summer job. Mm-hmm. And this guy came came through and he, you know, we checked him in and everything. And he actually has his own podcast called Dude Grows. But uh, he, you know, came through our hotel and he's at a, a plant convention, Cultivate, in Columbus, Ohio. Oh. And so we checked him in. He like starts to step away and he comes back and he's like, hey, man, can you give me any weed? <laughs> and it's like. Yes, and at the time, some mom comes over trying to park her van, asking if she can park her van, and we're trying to talk right. to him about getting him weed. At the same time, we're like, uh, yes, yes, ma'am, you can park your van right over there. Yes, come back in an hour. Wait, so are so, you like 21 at this point? I like... was 21, yeah. Okay. I was 21. And so, you know, got him a sack of weed, and we started hanging out, smoking, and just like he asked about my background and Greg's background. Greg's background is advertising and marketing. Mine's in chemistry and products mm-hmm. um, and compound co- compound chemistry, so formulation. And he's like, well, we're opening up a fertilizer company in Colorado. Do you guys want to come out to Fort Collins and open this company with us? Nice. And Greg and I looked at each other like, well, yeah. <laughs> and so we, four months later, moved out there and started opening up a fertilizer fertilizer company. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so, so cool. what's the difference between fertilizer and n- nutrients or just They're the same thing. Same nutrients thing. is more like broad broad okay. broad category of like all your amendments, all your other things too. Fertilizer is specifically the food for the plant. Mm. Okay. So nutrients is the umbrella that fertilizers live under. Okay. That uh-huh. makes sense. Yep. Wow. And so yeah, we moved out to Colorado, started up that company, brought a other best friend out from Kansas City over and Johnny and just ran that company, but it's because of cannabis. That right. I have a career mm-hmm. because of cannabis that I've traveled the world because of cannabis that I've my brother cured his bone cancer and I'm able to live without taking any pharmaceutical medicine. Yeah. Wow. Oh, incredible. So it's, it's, it's an amazing <laughs> plant. And I won't shut up about it ever because it's, it's, it affects my, my lifestyle, affects my everyday living. And my life is genuinely better with it compared to like when I was just drinking all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel better. My liver is not killing me every day. I don't wake up with a hangover. Yeah. You know, like the only way you're going to die from, from marijuana, from cannabis, is if like a giant two-ton bale falls on top of you <laughs> or you stuff your mouth so full of, of weed that you suffocate and die. You know what I mean? That's the only time it's ever going to actually have yes. any impact on you. And it's like I've only seen good beneficial things from it. And, of course, all things can be abused. Mm-hmm. All things can be overused. But, like, if you look at, like, the 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 – cost-benefit analysis to it, like the, the risk assessment, there's like very low risk to having a high level, like like level of enjoyment for life. 
Yeah. Yeah. With cannabis. And it's not for everybody. Some people are like, have a high, like your endocannabinoid system is a system that like makes all the cannabis dude stuff in your right. body, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, side note, how odd is it that we have an entire system in our body that goes to this specific plant? It's not. And the plant is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. It, yeah, it, it's it, amazing. It's just like, it's like meant for us. It's like evolved with us. Right. Totally. That's what I think. You know, but I mean. Or like I, we were connected with it in some way and then like. So intrinsically. Diverged. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But still meant to travel together yeah. on a yeah. path. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I believe it, like the resources that hemp makes. Like the industrialized resources, like the the fiber, the pith, yeah. the amount we can we can make cement with it. We can yes. make oil from it. We can do textiles. We right. can make plastics. Isn't out it of the it. only plant that can like do everything? Everything, for, literally, like yeah. all of our industrialized needs can like come like ninety percent of the needs can come from hemp alone. Like I believe hemp and cannabis is gonna truly save our world from yes. what we've done to it. Oh. Yeah, yes, and that other 10% I, will be saved by mushrooms. Yeah, I agree. Right, 100%. Yes. We're oh also my gosh. very into mycelium, yes. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so we're gonna, we got to talk about that. So, yeah, I was going to ask, like, oh. are you doing anything with mycelium? Uh, yeah, so part of um, agriculture and part of working with these the soils is establishing a fungal colony. Mm. Um, there's a, a specific fungi called endomycorrhizae. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, I'm like, okay. I don't know that one. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, perfect. Uh, endomycorrhizae is um, a fungus that lives in the soil that connects that that attaches itself to the root system of the plants. Okay. And it, like like literally, I feel like cell and cell attachment. Okay. Um, they ha- and it creates a, a transport network, a secondary root system for the plant. What? And so this this fungus is crazy. Um, back in back when the earth was you know uh, forming and the earth was, the crust was cooling down, the water was here first. Right. Uh-huh. And all the plants start and all the life started growing in the water first. Right. right. So mycorrhizae would help transfer. Uh, it was a fungus that helped the network under like the bed of the oceans uh-huh. and the lakes communicate to each other. Wow. Well, as plant as it started cooling down on the Earth's crust, plants started forming, mushrooms started forming on, on the crust. Right. Mm-hmm. The the way that the but there wasn't any like vegetation. There wasn't any type of nutrient source around. It was like pure right. crust. It's pure rock. And there was nothing in it that could like dissolve the rock or make the rock available. So as plant, the plants are only able to become terrestrial as the earth is forming because the mycorrhizae that was still connected in the beds of the ocean and the beds of the lake could connect to the plants on the terrestrial land and create a nutrient and water transport system from the ocean, from the water up to the land to keep the land, to keep the plants alive and land to terraform it. Wow. That's crazy. Like a mycelial network of, okay. Oh yeah. From, from the ocean straight up to the land and help terraform and colonize the earth's crust to allow us to live. Wow. So do you think mushrooms will outlive humans? Oh, they have been. It's a simpler life form than us. We, we come from a fungal body. Um, (laughs) no, it's cool. It's cool because we are all mycelia. Yeah, no, we're all, we're all interconnected. And like you look at, um, there's different plants like ferns. Ferns are closer to a fungi than they are to an actual plant. Wow. Because there's over, overlap to it. We have the mitochondria inside of our our body is a, a cell that has two membranes to it. It's like a bacteria that somehow mutated itself into our, our human bodies and allow us to have a power system inside our body, right. independent of our body. Yes. But within every cell of our body. they were called the powerhouse wow. of the cell. Uh-huh. I remember learning this but, in but bio. But why do they have why do they have an external membrane when like only other organisms have like an external oh, membrane? Oh yeah. Where'd it come from? Some some researchers say that it could be non non sulfur purple bacteria. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just a PS, uh, uh, NSPB is what we categorize it as. But okay. it's another organism that matched with us, much like cannabis endocannabinoid system matched right. with us. Yeah. And we've just evolved over time with it. Yeah. Nature's crazy. And I believe mushrooms are, are has been an integral part of, of our world mm-hmm. as our society at some point we became bacteriophobic mycophobic yeah mm-hmm. you know we became so af- afraid even of the things that are good for us because i mean even look at our gut and this is why there's so many cool similarities between agriculture and and and, and humans and why my crossover between pharmac- pharmacology to agriculture is so kind of seamless because mm-hmm. the soil is a lot like your gut You know, you have probiotic for the soil. You have an entire ecosystem that cycles nutrients that breaks down rocks into a form that the plants can eat. Plants can't eat pig bones. Plants can't eat feathers. Mm -hmm. But once they get broken down by that bacteria and fungi, then the plants can start taking in those nutrients. But it requires bacteria and fungi. But it's where, like, you know, these things aren't just, like, available to the plants. There has to be a system. And this is where, like, conventional agriculture and where, like, my my company kind of took off from a different stance than conventional agriculture. And I wanted to make sure of that. It's like, you know, <clears throat> we, we preach sterility in agriculture, chemicals, nitrates, and phosphates, all these all these really harsh salts on the environment. And what it does is it, 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 it demolishes the microbial population because it prevents them from doing their normal, normal thing of like breaking things down yeah. and giving it to the plant. And on top of that, it creates a toxic environment with all these pesticides and herbicides. Yeah. Roundup is used everywhere. Oh yeah, you know, and so part of where my my company's, um, uh, like starting from and like where we're we're progressing into is like using carbon inputs into the soil because what will happen is they use all these chemicals in our soil that literally mines out the plants just mine all the nutrients you give it but we're not putting the carbon back in there right so then over time you need more fertilizers and more fertilizers because the microbial life in the soil relies on the carbon uh-huh. and carbon such an essential compound we're carbon-based beings everything living is carbon-based on this earth yeah. so carbon makes sense that we need it in the soil mm-hmm. but in agriculture they don't teach that wow they don't teach that at all um they, they teach that carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen are things that the earth gives freely, and you don't have to apply it. But the plant is taking in carbon and depositing that into their plants. So now we have a carbon void in the soil. All the life disappears. All the cycling starts disappearing, and our land becomes desecrated. We came from a, a place back in the day, 100, 200, thousands of years ago, where we would take, like, kelp that washes up on the shore, and we'd shred it up, dry it, and we put it back into the soil. We'd till it. Leftover soybeans, we till back into the soil. Oh. Compost from, or manure from cows. Yeah. We put that into the soil and till it in. So we had all these old practices that kept that cycle going. Uh-huh. But after World War II, we had a lot of leftover munitions. So oh. then they created something called this Green Revolution campaign. Saying that, look, we have all these chemicals left over. It's the next big move in agriculture. What are we going to do with them? <laughs> so they rebranded ammonium nitrate diammonium phosphate, potassium nitrate, all these chemicals they use to make explosives mm-hmm. as fertilizer. Oh, my God. And then in the 50s, the big wave was Green Revolution. Everybody started using all these chemicals because it's cheaper, it's quicker, it's more wow. effective on plants. It is in a short burst in small amounts, but you start using too much of it and it starts washing off into our waterways right. and they start shutting down intercoastals or lakes because you have algae blooms mm-hmm. that release a toxic poison to everybody. Yeah. You know, I've so it's like it's all because of, it's all because of the nitrates and the phosphates they use in these chemicals. Wow. All because so. they sold them a lie back in the day cuz they just wanted to rebrand 
all these munitions. And, and there's not, don't get me wrong, there's, there's science behind it. There's university testing to all these chemicals, and it does okay. work in a conventional sense. But it, it takes apart a, a, a very real concept, and that's the life around us. Yeah. Like the, it's in the soil. The, when I, was, I, I did a little project with the United Nations not five or six years ago, and we were learning about or we were studying the regenerative properties of, of, of soil. Like how can we regenerate soil in a quicker manner than we um, than a quicker manner than we like destroy it? And so they, they did the research that showed that one centimeter of soil, I mean all the life comes from the top six six inches of the soil. Really? All, all life. You're alive. I'm alive. You're alive. We're all alive because of the top six inches of soil. Wow. One centimeter takes a thousand years for the earth to naturally build that. Oh, my God. Conventional agriculture can destroy one centimeter in 10 years. Oh, and we're shit. reliant on the top six inches of soil. Jesus. And this is why regenerative agriculture is such a big thing right now. It's because we realize we're causing some harm that we might not be able to repair yeah. moving forward. And so now we're getting past the industrial revolution and kind of full circling back to like my, my, my company culture, but culture biologics is like, we do carbon-based inputs, you know, to replenish mm-hmm. and rejuvenate. And then what we found is like to rejuvenate the soil, you need carbon. Carbon's a source of all life surprise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, so for once you put carbon back in there, all the microbes keep coming back, all the fungi come back. And then you have a full circling ecosystem that starts to happen, and the, the process kicks back kicks back up again. Okay. That's... So my goal has been like, how do I regenerate Earth faster than we can destroy it? Wow, <clears throat> that's so amazing. That's a beautiful value. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so happy you I love exist. It. Thank you. No, I, I love it, and I want I want to make sure everybody grows up in a safe, healthy environment. Yeah. You know, it's really important for like the future because if not. We don't have a future. Yeah. It's a real thing. Like, I, I'm not just being like doomsday, apocalyptic. No, no, no. It's like, we feel like on the last podcast or like a couple ago, we were talking about like all the ash and stuff from the fires that have been affecting mm-hmm. the crops <clears throat> and the heavy metals in and there. the he- oh, yeah. yeah, and the heavy metals. And then we were just like, wait, but we're still breathing this stuff in every day. Yep. But, but now like agriculture people are telling us it's not safe to eat it. Yeah. Is um yep. is the carbon why when there's a forest fire all of a sudden it's like there's things start life. growing yeah yep. so much quicker I, I, yeah. I have a word for you pyroligneous liquor pyroligneous yeah yeah okay. um it's a uh, it's the when when you burn wood mm-hmm. like forest fires happen there's like this top layer below the atmosphere above the fire where all of the 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 carbon liquidates essentially okay. oh. becomes a liquid and it starts raining down and it's like liquid carbon that seeps back into the earth and that's one of the the compounds that helps cause that spring of reju- reju- rejuvenation wow wow I, I, the last company we worked with i uh, was a laboratory out of south korea and had these crazy korean ways to do agriculture and that's one of the cool experiences i've wow. had is, is through working with with these companies I got to travel around the world and learn how everybody across the world does agriculture. That's so Africans, cool. the Asians, from Koreans to Taiwanese to the Chinese to Thailand, to wow. over in Europe, how Holland does it, how German technology is, wow. down to Latin America, seeing how Latin America is. And it's actually studied pretty intensely down in Central America, working on tropical plants like coffee. Wow. So, yeah, so I got to, and, and then American agriculture. So I really got a really rounded taste of like how everybody does everything. Oh you know? my God! Who has Crazy. the most like holistic? Um... Oh, Korea. Okay. Asia, uh, by far, and th- that's where a lot of this innovations coming from, and where I kind of learned and kind of cross applied that to my to my American institutional inter- information about it. 
because I studied at the University of Florida for about three years after my after I got out of college, oh. working in their extension program. So trying to figure out how to take all these cool advanced organics that like these Koreans are making and make it work with our irrigation systems and, here, and our technology here in the United States. Because one thing to make a product, and it's another thing to get it out and applied and work with our irrigation systems. Yeah. So it's in conventional agriculture. That's where I, my background kind of stemmed from in agriculture is like kind of apply these new age organics because you got to think about it. 100 years ago, 50 years ago, shoot, 30 years ago, we didn't have the technology mm-hmm. we have now. Yeah. Technology is moving so fast at yeah. such a quick rate that – it's 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 amazing how how innovative how quickly things are being innovated. Yeah, you know. So like one of our so we have the technology we have now is 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 unlike any other point we've ever had. So we're able to do things with organic like practices like taking seaweed instead of putting the seaweed dried seaweed in your soil, we can just extract the essence out of it. Right. Instead of tilling in beans into your land to get the nitrogen out we can just extract all the nitrogen out of it in it's pure pure form in a liquid and in a liquid or in a powder that we can use okay so then you just put it into water yeah like one to one thousand or one to four thousand parts yeah and then you apply it and you're not putting poisons down yeah you know so it's really cool to see where we're at with with modern technology and our sciences because like we're able to make something that we've never been able to do ever in the history of agriculture Wow. So this is, this could be like the turning point in us destroying the earth, to turning around to actually having like a a, a a positive ecosystem. Yeah. You know, not like killing millions of bees every single year. We actually promote hundreds of millions of bees yeah. being grown. You totally. know. Wow. It, is the damage that has been done reversible? I think so. Okay. I think it takes effort. Yeah, in like the next 10 years, 100 years. I think it's going to be for the lifetime of humanity. Yeah. It's going to be what we, you get out what you put into it. Yeah. It's been our duty. Yeah, my my heritage is um, about half Irish. So I get the, and about quarter English. So I get the big European side. But yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But then my other side is Native American. So my mom's very, um, very into her Native American heritage. And so I kind of got grown up with it. And it's like the way they view the earth and, and us humans interaction with it is really more like a relationship. Yeah. And just like with normal relationship with your friends, with your family, like, you know, with yeah. your loved ones, you get out what you put into it. If you so don't care, true. you don't get anything out of it. If you do <laughs> care, you have the best relationships ever. That's so same, true. Same with the earth. If you we keep putting poisons down and we're not conscious about it and we don't care and we just keep doing what we're doing to it, it's going to keep being a very bad, big problem. Yeah. And it's going to jeopardize all of our livelihoods. But if we actually all care about it, at least just a little bit, give it a little bit of a shit, you know, like not too much. It's like a little bit. It all adds up incrementally. Yeah. And we can actually end up having positive change in the world. And now time for a quick commercial break. Everyone, please check out the Weed Maps app. Even if you're a lifestyle user, just curious, or a daily user, they have all types of different features on their app. SK, I don't know if you know, but I use the app to search for my favorite edibles and it will show you what dispensary locations have that nearby so you can go pick it up. You can even order it through the app as well. And it shows you all of the deals and discounts that are going on at retail stores. Check it out on the app store and download it. It's free and stay high. Back to like the when the US government in like the 50s or whatever uh-huh. like remarketed these like chemicals the green revolution the green revolution what was like would there have been like a safer option for them to like dispose of those chemicals or like 
just like keep them somewhere. Just, like just build I mean, more weapons. I don't know. I'm just like putting. I, I don't know the exact answer okay, to that. Just a random. But I will say this: putting them down on our farmland is not a good idea. Right. <laughs> Probably the worst <laughs> idea. Like really. like they took. They got, not a lot of people know this, but they took um, uh, Agent Orange is two four two four D and two four five T. DDT. No, no, two four five T. It's okay. a different uh, three number or letter. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but that's also a very, very nasty poison. No, there's are two compounds that make Agent Orange what Agent Orange was. Oh, okay, okay. yeah. We have an herbicide that's two four D. Can you tell me why half the ingredients in Agent Orange is used as an herbicide, and we're allowed <laughs> to spray it all around our agricultural landscape? Wow. And here's the hip- here's the hypocrisy, and and I'm not gonna get. Too much on, on a soapbox about this. It irritates the crap out of me. But um, <laughs> the cannabis industry, say Colorado specifically, because every state's a little bit different, we get tested for pesticides. You have certain pesticides you can use. Mm-hmm. And you have certain right. pesticides you can't use. For example, one's called Eagle 20. The compound, mycob- mycobutanol, um, once you heat it up on fire, and the University of Denver did this great research for us, once you light it on fire, it turns into hydrogen cyanide. And Eagle 20 is used to kill mildew. Wow. You know what happened, cannabis plant happens to get? Mildew. So they started putting it on there, and then when you're, like, smoking a joint, you're now smoking cyanide, at least a little bit of cyanide. Wait, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. So now we have a list, right? You can't use, like, 30, 45 different products Mm -hmm. because it's, duh, poison. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also have a list of things you can use. Oils and this and that, beneficial bugs, bacteria, like all that type of stuff that's like good for good for killing other things. On our agriculture, that pepper you just bought with the number three and the number four at the start of that four-digit code has been sprayed with Eagle Twenty probably because they get powdered mildew and there's no pesticide testing for produce. Wait, what? This makes no sense. And then you're 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 sautéing peppers because you're like, I want some fajitas tonight because it's Fajita Friday. And you're just inhaling you cyanide. Know? Oh yeah, or you're eating it. Ugh. Oh my god. <laughs> or about those those apples that you're baking to... into a pie. You're allowed to use equal twenty also on apples, and then you're baking that what four fifty. Wow. What? Yeah. Oh my god. There's this there's, is there's so pesticide fried. testing for cannabis to make sure we don't smoke and inhale these chemicals, but no farmer, unless you're certified organic, has any limits on what they can spray. It is unlimited what they can spray. Wow. Oh my God. And that's the, that's the crazy hypocrisy that we're dealing with right now in agriculture. We're like, I come from conventional agriculture, but also work in cannabis. Yeah. I've been screaming about this and to the top of my lungs, like lungs and like Roundup. Roundup's been allowed to be, du- it has been like, they've, they've doubled the limitations a few years ago to instead of 20 part per billion, you can spray 40 part per billion. Oh my God. Roundup was originally used, glyphosate was originally used as a descaling agent inside oil tubes like pipelines <clears throat> what because it filled up with like calcium and iron and all the stuff from earth all yeah. the sludge yeah and then it restrict flow so then they'd put glyphosate roundup through the tube and it descales it, it clings to all the, the calcium and all the the minerals and allows them to flush it through so when you spray it on a plant it doesn't just kill the the weed because it's toxic i mean it's toxic but it kills the weed because it locks it out from all of its all the nutritional content so then oh. it's immunity, the, the plant's immunity system's weakened, so all this bacteria and fungi around it is like, hey, that's weak, and so I need to kill that. And so that's what actually kills it. Wow. This is so crazy. So when you spray it around your crops, it goes into the water table because it's water-soluble. <clears throat> and then when you go into 
your produce that's obviously going to be on because there's drift and some Roundup ready crops, you can spray Roundup on it because it's genetically modified and your plant will still live. So when you consume this and you eat it, and mind you, I was working in citrus for a while, the orange groves, you know, all the orange trees and all the groves are completely barren and empty and you can drive, drive a tractor and it says this perfect, beautiful, yep. iconic <laughs> image of a guy pulling yep. an orange off a tree and like this beautiful barren yep. land. That's because he sprayed the crap out of Roundup. <laughs> it's like and barren because he killed everything. And then the plant takes it up. And then you eat the produce that it has, oh that the Roundup is on the produce, right? Jesus. And then it goes into your gut and it descales your gut. It takes up all the minerals. Wait, I told you it's going to be a little gory. Wow. Oh my <laughs> it takes gosh. All the, it takes, <laughs> it takes all, the, all the minerals that your, that your immunity system, that a healthy human needs, and binds them up and then you excrete them. Wow, I'm only eating organics from now on. I think that's it's, it's so the organics are is a fun. It's, so we can go to the organic talk. So it's funny because like it's become everybody loves to market everything, yeah. and organic definitely has become a marketable thing. Oh yeah. yeah, but really it gets down to like when you buy organic produce, you're just buying non-pesticide, non-herbicide, non-toxic food produce. You don't give a shit if they use cow <sighs> manure or if they use nitrates on it. You care if there's poisons on it. Right. Yeah, right. And it's funny wow. we have to certify it organic when everything just should be organic when we have to certify it chemical. So kind of back to, I love talking about, you know, like big picture, mm -hmm. but kind of more into like nutrients and why they matter for cannabis. Mm -hmm. I was kind of under the impression, like since we were talking about the whole like why carbon, like putting carbon back to the soil is so important. This is new to me. I thought that like nutri the you needed the three main nutrients, like phosphate, nitrogen, and the potassium. Potassium. Yes. And so I actually got, what was the one I got from Danny at Alpenstash? He gave me Nectar for the Gods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nectar for the Gods. So that's what I have been using on my, like, home grow stuff. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, I mean, it seems to be, be oh, like, fine. I it's don't... a great product. Yeah, so. Yeah, I know Scott and Frank, who I, I'm good friends with them. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, we've, we've, they helped me launch culture, actually. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, no, they're amazing people. They have amazing community around them, make really good products. Yeah, so I've um, liked their stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just wondering, like, how do people choose the right nutrients for their plants and their, like, Sure. Whether they have like just a home grow or like a big operation. Mm -hmm. And so do you like I wanna hear kind of your pitch, I sure. guess. Like when you're trying to get like Well Well, yeah, also why your product is so good too. Sure. But yeah. Oh yeah. No, my whole thing is I I'm a weed snob. I love growing and consuming good cannabis. Nice. You know? Well, much like a cigar person is all about their expensive cigars, or like a whiskey person is about their their wines. You yeah. know, the, the wine people. Um and so I'm, I'm, you know, have a, have a good palate. So I want everybody to just grow good stuff. I don't want people to have to yeah. smoke stuff that hurts your throat or have, have, has heavy metals or plant growth regula regulators, which are also endocrine disruptors. And because we have an endocrine system and that stuff will be found in cannabis sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't want people smoking pesticides. That's another big one too. Yeah. People will spray bad stuff on it until you don't know. So my whole thing is like, do you want to consume good, tasty cannabis? And normal people are like, yes. I'm like, then use my stuff. <laughs> you know, because that's the whole thing is like, a lot of these fertilizers are so. There's, I guess, full like, going from the beginning. There's 17 essential elements the plants need. Okay. NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium are three of them. Mm -hmm. Those are what we call macronutrients. They need those more than anything else. Okay, gotcha. Then you have secondary nutrients like calcium, magnesium, sulfur. And then you have micronutrients, which is like zinc, boron, copper, manganese, mm -hmm. um, molybdenum, 
you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, so you need all those and carbon, hydrogen, oxygen mm-hmm. to make the plant grow. So all these different formulations have different blends of those things. Right. Right. So most of them are nitrate based. Okay. Uh, nectar is not. Nectar is animal based. Okay. So it's digested like animal bones and right. okay. uh, feathers that have been pre-broken down so the plant can actually take them up. So okay. it's an awesome product. Like you talk about innovation, they use they, they ferment bones ahead of time and wow. they make a liquid phosphorus calcium mixture that grows plants. Wow. So the plant doesn't have to wait nine months for the bones to break down inside the soil. Mm-hmm. The plant can have it immediately. So they have some really cool technology that are really advancing organic agriculture because before you just had to bury the bones, like grind them up, bury the bones. Hopefully the plant can eat it at some point. Wow. You know, so they're really doing some really cool innovative stuff. Um, but most 90% of the people out there that sell fertilizers are nitrate based. So they're heavy salt based. Okay. Nitrates okay. are good for growing plant tissue, leaves. Okay. Um, if you're trying to get bushels per acre, like a lot of plant, a lot of like um, Leafy. Cor- corn cobs. Okay. Per per okay. acre, you know, or a lot of cherries per acre, use nitrates because it's going to give the most amount because nit- nitrogen equals biomass. Quantity versus quality. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But when you go into cannabis, we're not just trying to get the most flour. We're trying to get the fla- most flavorful. We're trying to very get... Very quality focused. Exactly. And so cannabinoids, and this is like part of my research and what I'm into right now is like cannabinoids and terpenes and flavonoids, esters, styles, all these compounds you smell, taste, a feel effect um, from cannabis, they're all carbon-based. Mm-hmm. So why are we using nitrate-based fertilizers when the plant, what we're trying to get the plant to grow is carbon-based? Yeah. Wow, so interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a, it's a different way. I'm actually the my inputs are going to what we're trying to produce. Yeah. And not to growing as much as we can of it. So yeah. it's, it's it's geared towards quality. So if you're trying to get quality, use my nutrients cuz it's as clean and as as flavorful as you're going to get. Wow. So what do you do to um try and enhance the terpene profiles and things like that specifically? Um are there like certain nutrient? Is that kind of close? Is that proprietary? Yeah, I'm like <laughs> that is. seems like it, it is proprietary. Um, the m- most I can kind of get into because we're still working on our patent mm. things. Oh, this nice. Is, yeah, this is like some new t- new stuff. That's new. awesome. So um, there's the the carbon, the forms of carbon that we're providing, the plant's able to make more terpenes with. Okay. The also like when we talk about cannabinoids, we talk about terpenes or flavonoids it's not about one it's not about thc it's not about cbd a lot of it is a full spectrum effect oh yeah there's over 85 different cataloged cannabinoids there's over 400 different terpenes there's over 300 different flavonoids wow you know and so it's like this wild spectrum of of flavors and and smells i mean think about like all the different plants throughout the world and how different all of them are right this plant the cannabis can produce the most uh, out of all the flowers cut flowers and pick flowers that we have, it can produce the most amount of terpenes out of all the different plants. When we're growing it, we don't want just THC. Mm-hmm. We don't want just beta carophyllene, which is just a terpene. We don't want just limonene. You mm-hmm. know, we want yeah. as we want the spectrum to open up. And especially when we talk about medicine and we talk about like the most the, the maximum potential that this plant can have in a medicinal sense, you want that full spectrum of cannabinoids. If it, you want whatever the plant can produce in its most optimal genetic potential, we want that. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding with carbon-based nutrients, and so as far as I can get into the proprietary, it says carbon, forms of carbon. <laughs> I know. Okay. I was literally going to say how, like, <laughs> what carbon are you using? Yeah, <laughs> and I can, I can go into the chemistry, and you guys are just going to look at me like, what did he just say? Like, <laughs> no. that was not English. Yep, probably. So I'm going to save you. My eyes will, like, gloss <clears throat> over. Yeah. And t- totally. I did not do well in chemistry. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, that's why I, I did, so that's why I can yeah. help people out, you know? <laughs> but it's just it's forms of carbon that... Um, that the plant uses and turns into all these different terpenes and, and, and cannabinoids. And what we're finding is that we're getting a whole spectrum of cannabinoids open up compared to like conventional nitrate based fertilizers. Wow. So like they'll make THC pop and a little bit of CBD and then you'll use our stuff and then you'll see the THC increase, but you'll also see CBC, CBNs, see more yeah. CBG than the, than, than the start. You see t- weird ones like THCV that mm-hmm. we're finding out really good for Parkinson's. Wow. CBDV, which is also another really good cannabinoid for Parkinson's. So you're seeing a panel open up from like two cannabinoids from conventional wow. stuff to our stuff finding five, six, seven cannabinoids as many as we can test for. That's incredible. And it, going from non-detectable to having micro amounts. And that, that's what really gives you the entourage effect, that yeah. and the terpenes. And so like with, with certain products, nutrients, you'll have like like bud flavors, like you have sweeteners for your bud that they have people use. And it mm. makes everything have a certain t- smell and a certain taste. It's because it's triggering one thing to be produced inside the plant. Okay. So when you allow the plant to fully express itself with our, like with our nutrient line, you're able to see the full panel of, of terpenes open up and level out where it's not just one thing. Everything is raised in a little bit. Yeah. And that, that's where, when you get like all those little micro levels of terpenes, that's where you're like, Hmm, that tastes like a little floral with hints of coffee and citrus, yeah. but has like a real skunky back end to it. You know, I those are all the, the, ter- the micro amounts of terpenes that your mouth, your tongue is trying to figure out as it, as yeah. it goes past it, you know? Yeah. So, cool. so by using like carbon based fertilizers, it, you're able to actually promote the spectrum wow. like of the, the true of flavor of the flower wow. compared to just getting like a cardboard taste or like all, all wheat tastes the same type thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like so, this is lemon, mm-hmm. like just one thing. Yeah, no, you actually yeah. get a spectrum like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You start pinpointing different things. Yeah. One of my favorite varieties is key lime pie because mm, it actually wow. tastes like key lime pie. If you, <laughs> if you grow it right and use the right products, you actually get the full panel of the taste oh and gosh. it's like, wow, holy crap, that really that. does taste like key lime I pie. I love key lime pie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of my amazing. favorite ones. That and is so, it's, so cool. It's, and holy so it's like this technology is allowing the plant to fully truly express itself yeah so like i say if you're trying to grow a boutique flower and this is why alpen sash went with me and why danny is such an awesome person for trusting in me and trusting in like what i'm doing it's because like we're able to do some really cool stuff and like allow me to fully let my formulation brain my chemistry brain actually like go run wild with it you know yeah. like a kid in a candy shop yeah so wow no so it's, it's doing some really cool things and it's like new nutrient technology because everybody's been doing the same thing from the 90s right. that Holland did back in Amsterdam when it was legal over there. Yeah. You know? And so that technology got brought over here and everybody's just been doing the same thing. Right. So this is like, that's why I say it's new. I'm not just like, I have the best new stuff in the world. It's like, <laughs> no, this is like chemically, this is a new type of product Yeah. that's able to work in irrigation systems because organics, before it's like, the question is like, why don't people just do organics? 
Yeah. You know, like what's the drawback? And it's, it's laborsome. You got to mix your own soils. Right. It, it's, it doesn't grow plants as fast. You have to wait for the things inside the soil to break down like we talked yeah, about. You, you have know? to go out and like actually weed. Yeah. And so it's like it's, it's, a, it's a process to like really grow organically. And so and they don't work with any irrigation systems. Like they clog drip lines or oh. they, the sprayer tips will get all chunky. Right. And it starts shooting like one stream instead of a nice <laughs> fan effect, you know? Yeah. And so like organic products just haven't been in a form that can go with our modern day irrigation systems. Right. And so this is like my, 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 um, mag, magnus opus, <laughs> you know, um, um, of, of, of kind of reinventing right. how we do things. You are reinventing the wheel, you but know? it's nutrients. Yeah, it, totally. And it's just a better wheel. Yeah. Wow. Like the revolution is here. And yeah. You're, That's so and, cool. It, yeah. Vanguard. It, it spent the past decade doing all this research for everybody. So like, here's. Wow. And now you get amazing. to hopefully make money on it too and like make a living. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part about it is I get to do that with my best friends. Yeah. I get to get to do that with like the best crop out of all agriculture. Yeah. You know, which creates a good community. And that's why my company is called Cultured Biologics. Isn't super duper awesome nutrient biologics. It's like cultured mm -hmm. because that's what we're trying to promote is the community yeah. that comes from this plant. Mm-hmm. Because it makes people a better person. Yes. It yeah. really humanizes or puts a human aspect into being alive. Yeah. And it creates a community. And that's like the coolest thing is like we go so we've come so far from the tribal aspect where like everybody just tries to take care of each other. And yeah. with this plant, we're able to because the thing about back in the day when it wasn't legal, you couldn't tell people what you were doing. You couldn't tell people you were growing weed. Yeah. You can't tell people you smoke weed. Like yeah. you're gonna have the cops call on you and you're busting your door. So Literally. it was very much of a tight knit community. Totally. We had to Who be you careful. Could trust. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously very intrigued by like all the supply chain issues we've been having. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just wanted to get a peek into like where and how you source sure. your ingredients. Mm -hmm. And if like if you try to be like all US based or like I don't and if that's like how that's affected your business with all the craziness happening. Sure. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh the worst one honestly is plastic. Wow. The plastic plastic shortage is is kicking everybody's butt. So just like packaging, yeah, like, like bottles. Wow. Like 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 bags, like plastic bags. Like it's it's amazing the the short supply of them. Okay. So it's like a free for all. It's like, you know, when everybody say they're going to get locked down and everybody runs to the store and buys all the water, all the yeah. bread as soon as it comes available, it's that. But we're pretty we're pretty well insulated. Um a lot of the supply chain shortages you see are the chemicals coming from China. Right. We don't use a lot of salts. Salt, okay. salt chemicals. That's what I was kind of asking. You know, like, a lot of our a lot of our stuff comes from Europe. Okay. Um, we try to source as much as we can from the United States, but the United States is so bad at manufacturing things. Yeah. It makes it almost impossible now. Wow. It makes me want to like make a billion dollars and put it all back into manufacturing hubs throughout the United States. Wow. And start growing tons of hemp. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I was like, I was seeing all this like this this deficit. It's like, wow. Yeah. No. We we should start manufacturing some things because this global supply chain issue can really get bad. Yeah. But that's mostly, mostly with the nitrates, the phosphates. Okay. Almost all the phosphate salts are made over India and China because they have terrible, terrible environmental regulations, so yeah. they can make some really nasty chemicals. And before it gets in its final form, you have to go through a really nasty chemical process. Wow. And that's why China makes everything. Because if you saw how oh things gosh. are made overseas, it's not very, not very pretty. And that's why you yeah. can't see through the air. There. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why LA looks oh like the way LA God. does. <laughs> it's funny though. Since since lockdown happened or since COVID thing happened, and you look back at it, it's like it's clear now. Yeah. There's not nearly as much pollution as there used to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's Jesus. it's interesting, but yeah, I, I, the supply chains mostly are with the the chemicals, the synthetic okay. chemicals people are using. We have we have some really good suppliers. Um, 
that we that we have cultivated good, really good relationships with that have you know stable supply chains coming over from Europe, mm-hmm. coming down from Latin America, um, coming up from Mexico. Um, just several of them are also here in the United States too. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So we've been pretty well insulated. We haven't seen too much of plastics in the biggest headache. Interesting. I know some of these hundred million dollar chemical fertilizer companies are going to see a real hard impact though. That's also why people should start switching to organics because they're going to start seeing that their chemicals, their synthetics that they're getting currently aren't going to have access to for very much longer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Unless unless we get sort out the supply chain issue. So do you but, see a lot of like fertilizer companies that are the nitrate based? Are they going to go under? I don't know under. They probably have some money to keep them afloat. Okay. I mean, it's pretty cheap to make and they sell them at a pretty nice price. Yeah. But I know just to generally how like how the cannabis industry is condensing and consolidating some chemical manufacturers are going to go under for sure. What about advanced nutrients? Like, what's your take on people oh like that? I yeah, don't know, I don't know if we should get it. On <laughs> yeah, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> um, Well, what you do know. you like? I guess what's your advice to people who like have used that or are debating using something? like I that? I would switch. that that comes from ethically speaking about it and that comes from actual like uh, chemical understanding of the products there's just so many products and all of their research is complete bullshit 42 percent bigger bud growth it's like fuck you big mike (laughs) like like you're telling me you can grow 42 percent bigger but no it's a marketing campaign you marketed yourself into a position where people are starting to use your stuff and you have the money to back yourself to go advertise everywhere. It's just, it's normal right. haul and salt. Yeah. It's just like House and Garden. It's just like GH. It's just like the other guys. Yeah. You know, they're all use nitrate based formulas. It's all super harsh chemicals. It's all, I mean, they have some organic additives and they have all their. Do you think they're going to come out with like organic lines? They, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the way the OMRI certification works, and here's how blurred that works it's 70% of your product has to be organic to get the. Oh, it's not even like it's 90, 95, 100%. <laughs> no. No. Wow. That's a, it's, a, it's a pay to play. What is happening now with the regulation and what do you like wish or like would for, want to see? For cannabis regulation specifically? For or? cannabis regulation and for nutrient regulation. So nutrients, like they always try to find something to come after us for. Yeah. Um, lately it's been using kelps mm. and alfalfas because they contain, I call them plant growth promoters. It's just plant hormones. Okay. That touch other plants yeah. and they make them grow faster. Mm-hmm. They put those in the same categories as like a plant a product called um, a bush load or, or what gravity used to have in it, which is paclobutazole. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a plant growth regulator, synthetic plant growth regulator that regulates the growth of the plant. So it makes buds have that artificial rockiness oh, to them. Okay. It makes when you spray it on a plant right before flower. So a plant stretches when it goes into flower. Oh. So all the cells are multiplying and dividing and it's just trying to grow towards the light. Okay. If you spray this on there, it stops the plant from stretching. Hmm. You know how like all the shrubs oddly always look the same? Yeah. Yeah. It's because they spray that stuff on them. And it makes the because shrubs want to have a, what we call a pickle dominance. It has one branch always wants to grow bigger than everything else. Right. Okay. You know we call that pickle dominance. And so when you spray this on there, it's it tells it regulates the plant to not do that anymore. Just, Just like it regulates the plant to grow big bulbous wow. buds, and it's actually a carcinogen. Oh. So they're they're putting kelp, seaweed, the things we put on our face, in the same category as a carcinogen. What? In a nutrient sense, like, this is government regulation. They don't know what they're doing. They, 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 like, but they, who is telling them, like, you should do this? Can the government hire one chemist? Just one. They, oh, they, <laughs> do. they do. And they put, they put them in the same 
the the, the same situation. Like it's the same thing. The cross apply. Wow. Always, they always find a reason, but they want you to be able to pay them to put it on your label because oh it's a because it's it's a, it's a pay to play. Mm-hmm. You know they want they want to put more regulations down, so they have less contenders in there, so that people can make keep making their same money. Oh my you know, god, it's, bureaucra- it's bureaucracy. Yeah, and it's like it's pretty standard in government for that. But like again, when you have corporations making the rules of what everybody can use, yeah. you're going to run into a situation where, like, you want to go after alfalfa now? You want us to reg- you want to regulate alfalfa and put that on the, what we call the pesticide list because the pesticide branch oversees the growth uh, plant growth regulators, the PGRs. Uh, so if we put it underneath PGRs, then in order to put it on our label or to use seaweed, which is an organic growth booster, yeah. it's yeah. one of the only ones we have, now we have to register with the... The, the pesticide branch in the Department oh of Ag God. just to use seaweed. <laughs> if you're using a carcinogen, yes, register that with the pesticide branch. Yeah. If you're just using a plant extract, yeah. like, come on, you're just trying to get more money out of us now. Yeah. And that's the other thing is, like, the amount of money that we have to hemorrhage as a company just to stay afloat. Yeah. You know? Do you need any type of, like, licenses to produce in Colorado? No. Uh, as far as, like, fertilizers? Yeah. No. We don't have to have a license for anything. Right. Uh, we do have to register with the state. So all of our fertilizers oh. have to go to state registrations. We have to send it to someone. They have to say, okay, that meets all of our standards. Okay. Or it doesn't, and they give you the lovely red pen teacher scribbles. <laughs> you know, send it back, like, fix it. <laughs> so so then we, you know, go back back and forth a little bit till we get to a copy that they like, and then we register it. And we have to do that in every single state. Oh, wow. my god! Because there's not a national registration <laughs> branch. It's all state by state. So some states want you to have... Three dots. Some states want you to have a capital D and not a lowercase d. Some states want you to put iron above boron or, you know, weird little isms that make you have to, when you have to, as a business, you want to buy as many labels as you can to get the best cost savings on Mm -hmm. it. Because labels are one of the things, like you buy a hundred, it's like two bucks a label. You buy a thousand, it's like two cents a label. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to buy a lot. Yeah. And so when this stuff happens and different states disagree with each other, then I have to buy 10,000 of that label, 10,000 of that state's label, 10,000. Oh, 10, oh, yeah. So they, they want to put as much red tape up as possible. So in a, in a nutrient sense, I'd love for a lot less regulation and red tape. Yeah. Regulation the right, right way, I should right. say. Not less regulation, just like properly channeled. Where can people find you or how can people mm-hmm. reach out if they want to chat with you? So um, if anyone wants to try a sample, you can go to our website, www.culturedbiologics.com. Um, if you want to check out some of the the uh, products being created, like some of the flowers being grown with our products, go to Alpinstash, A-L-P-I-N-S-T-A-S-H on Instagram. Yes. Our Instagram's cultured, just C-U-L dot T-U-R dot E-D. Okay. Um, you can find all the stuff we're doing. We do expos. You can usually find us doing pop-ups at like stores or whatnot. Um, cool. New product lines, you know, get announced there. We do giveaways every thousand. We share 7,000 follower so we just did Sweet. a nice little giveaway nice. That's um, exciting. and if you have any questions or need any help as far as like us internally like talking to all, all the business owners are tuned into info at culturedbiologics.com there it is um and that's g-i-x not g-i-c-s well there is one question we ask everyone oh my god i almost forgot um, <laughs> and that is if you could get high with Somebody either alive or dead. Anyone, Any- but can't be family or friends. Oh, that's that's. I got this. All right. And how you? would you consume? Who and how? Oh, I I smoke with Mac Miller. Oh. And I smoke a blunt. 
R.I.P. Uh, sure. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Wow. He's been a huge influence in my life. Just like an, as an angsty teenager growing yeah. up, like he released his first album when I was like 18, 17, 18 in high school. Mm-hmm. So it was just yeah. like, it's just, it was part of my childhood. Yeah. You know? I was just listening so. to some of his surf, nice. I think surf album yeah, the other the, day. The, um, Circles. Yes. Yeah, that that circles. It. That's it. Yes. Yep. Surf was the song. Yeah. I love surf. Uh, yeah. He is, he was such an incredible person. He was an, an amazing, talented paradise. musician. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What, a, what an amazing. Like, he's an amazing singer, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Lyricist. Yeah. Yeah. Him with Ariana Grande is just like, mm-hmm. I, can't, I know. I, just, I can't. I Literally, can't. the, <laughs> I like his favorite line of, it's like, you got to take your heels off because you've been running through my yeah. mind. I'm like, that's so good. How do you think of that? Like, uh, my okay. favorite's, uh, I guess you're like electrolytes. You help me go the distance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Everyone. Thanks for having me out. Thanks, Reach out yeah. and find Cultured Biologics. Yeah. And you. grow your own weed and grow quality weed. Grow good weed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, and stay high.